following program was paid for by the host. The views and opinions on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JBC Broadcasting, management, or its sponsors. Entrepreneurs in Overdrive. Unfiltered. Unafraid. On Florida Man Radio. Hello, 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 and welcome back. This is Entrepreneurs in Overdrive, or the Entrepreneur Hour, as I like to call it. <laughs> so tell people, because I don't know, if you're listening for the first time, what is Entrepreneurs in Overdrive? Okay, well, Entrepreneurs in Overdrive, we pretty much highlight, celebrate, talk to, um, uh, discuss, um, you name it. <laughs> um, basically achievers, people that are in, um, the, uh, central Florida or in the Florida area that have, um, that have uh, contributed or are contributing, coming up with new ideas, uh, coming up with new, um, uh, ways of doing things. Um, people that have had successes, uh, having success, um, going to have success, obviously. Um, uh, I don't care if it's to, politicians. I don't care yeah. if it's, uh, uh, we've had politicians in here. We've had uh, engineers. We've had um, uh, restaurant owners. We've had. A mentalist. Mentalist, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we've had <laughs> and uh, an author. writers, yeah, authors. Author. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, what else? We've had quite a few people. <laughs> we need to have you on the show one day. Oh, you think? I've got to interview you. No. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear about me. All right. I need so, to any- <laughs> come on, stop it, girl. All right. So, um, you know, it, it's um, one of the things that I very often hear about um, uh, why or how you pick people. First of all, Uh, I'd like to encourage everybody um, that wants to uh, come on the show to uh, uh, get on. How how would they uh, apply for the show? They just email me. Really? Yeah, they just email that's, me. That's that easy. <laughs> it's that easy. And listen to her. She's a nice person. <laughs> I am a nice, I, I hope I'm a nice person. Yeah. No, really, if you, um, you know, if you think that you might be a good person to have a, a guest on the show, or maybe you might know of an organization that you're like, you know what, hey guys, can you please um, highlight them? Uh, and, you know, we'll try to get in touch with them, or maybe you know somebody mm-hmm. in the organization. Yep. Uh, just send me an email. It's Taryn, T-A-R-Y-N at overdriveradio.org. And you can connect with me via our Overdrive Facebook. Overdrive is one word. Yeah, Overdrive it's all one Radio, word. radio, one word, dot org. Yeah, and so you can connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, through Overdrive Radio, and uh, we'll make it happen. So, yeah. Absolutely. So now, without a f- any further ado, um, why don't you tell us about our esteemed guest? Yeah, so right now, we're going to talk to Mike Scott. He is running for the Orange County School Board District 5. Uh, Mike is born and raised in Florida. He's a veteran of the U.S. Air Force. He works with uh, several local schools, nonprofit organizations to mentor, counsel, educate children, young adults. He is also the executive director of Helping All Youth Achieve, uh, known as, I think, HIA is how you pronounce it. It's a Florida 501c3 nonprofit. 
they work with elementary, middle school, high school aged youth. Uh, so yeah, so I'm really excited to talk to him to hear kind of his platform and you know what he's going to be able to bring to the Orange County school system. Mike, are you there? I am here. How you guys doing? Hey, Mike, how are you? Like your name, man. I'm doing well. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, everybody's like, do you watch The Office? I was like, yeah, I'm Mike Scott from The Office, but not from that office. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I didn't even think you, about that. You know that. what? It's yeah. funny because earlier, as Darren was explaining uh, who we have today, she said, Mike Scott. I'm like, do I know this person <laughs> to myself? Man, that sounds so familiar. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. So, Mike, um, obviously, you know, wonderful, phenomenal resume. Um, tell us about yourself, my friend. Uh, tell us how you started. Um, you know, what uh, what brought what would led us up all the way up to the level of of or to this point where we're running for uh, Orange County School Board. OK, um, well, so I was born and raised here in Orlando, Florida. And to give you guys an idea of like how, uh, at least as far as Orange County Schools is concerned, education-wise, mm-hmm. um, back when I was in elementary, they had this uh, program or process called um, um, fitness. I forgot it just that quick. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, back in elementary, they called me um, Chapter One. Mm-hmm. And then from, from elementary and middle school, it became SLD, which a lot of people are more familiar with that specific learning disability. So I was an SLD student. Yeah. And then somewhere... Um, Along the line between middle and high school, they changed it to ESC, Exceptional Student Education. Mm-hmm. You guys have to forgive me because, uh, you know, today's the last two days for early voting, so I'm out. Um, it's going to different election sites, early voting sites. So if you hear some noise, I apologize. Oh, no, no worries. But um, um, so, yeah, I um, I was an ESC student. I was fortunate enough to have an, um, what they call an IEP plan, an individual education plan, where you get time for extra tests. And basically, they kind of tailor the education to your needs. Mm-hmm. And I had a good mom and dad, and I was able to graduate. Now, fast forward, I'm a dad, right? Awesome. The same challenges I had without medication, um, yeah. my, my son had. And when I ran in 2012 initially, I talked to the teacher. They said, oh, have you considered getting them evaluated? I was like, yeah, we can get an IEP. We can do different things or whatever, but I'm not, I'm not accepting any, any conversation that involves medicating my son. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you, you're complaining to me about a six-year-old who doesn't sit still, but at the same token, you guys don't even have recess at your school. So I think when you talk about the school board, Wow. Just, there's a lack of, of understanding the everyday working mom and dad approach. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I fell into mentoring and working education. To be honest, when I was going to school, I wanted to be a cop. I wanted to join the military and do all those fun, exciting things that you see on TV until you realize they don't have weekends off. Yeah, and, uh, people, <laughs> yeah it's a 24-7. And if you're in law enforcement, sometimes people, people shoot back at you. Yeah. So um, I started with uh, the public defender's office in Orange and Osceola, um, and I was approached to start that mentoring program there. And that just happened kind of organically. I, um, a young man asked me to come and speak on his behalf in court, and I just spoke from a guy in the neighborhood as like a, you know, a big brother, to, big brother to him of sorts. Yeah. And from there, it just took off, and I work with the sheriff's office, um, the school systems. I currently run the city of Orlando's My Brother Keepers, My Brother Keeper Mentoring Program. Yeah. This was the mentorship program that was started by President Obama back in after Trayvon Martin got shot. Yes, absolutely. and so we work with uh, at-risk youth, black and Hispanic boys, to get them the things that they need uh, so that they're successful. Yeah, don't blame someone that doesn't have the right tools to succeed. You hit them in the head, man. It's all about tools, <laughs> resources to yep. be able to get from point A to point B. Exactly, exactly. You, you, we can't, we can't blame someone 
as if we as a society do not provide the right um, stepping stones for those young men and women to navigate through life, through that little pond. That, I'm sorry, through. I don't want to say cesspool and have people think I have a, <laughs> I have a, uh, a grim outlook on life, but no, through the pond of life. I mean, it's as simple as that. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. So Mike, okay, great. Um, tell us a little bit more about, um, about what you do right now, Haya, because we're going to talk, uh, did I say it right? Haya or. You said it right. It's uh, helping all you achieve. Haya, Haya. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. So tell us a little bit more about it. Um, what uh, what exactly is is uh, uh, what does it do? Uh, who does it target? Who does it help? Uh, ex- who what? Who okay. does it, obviously, it extends sure. a helping so, um, hand. <laughs> no, no, you go ahead. You, you're still talking. I'm sorry. Oh no, 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 no. Um, it uh, I've done. You know, basically, it extends a helping hand. So who does it target? Who does it help? All that good stuff. So back in 2009, uh, we, we started helping all youth achieve, me and my partners. All of us are, are current or former military. And uh, we worked with um, Dr. Alzo Riddick um, through UCF Soldiers to Scholars Program. And basically it was a program that allowed uh, former military veterans to, one, go to college yeah. um, and pay for it, but equally uh, help and serve in their community. So in, in exchange for working with kids, uh, the university through Soldiers and Scholars paid for our, our, our um, college education. Yeah. Um, we did something called a walking school bus. And then me, I led Boy Scouts. I've been involved with Scouts since I was nine. I'm 38. And so we did Boy Scouts and we did a walking school bus. And we had already, already been doing this work organically. And it was like, okay, when we try to have events and stuff, it's like, oh, do you have a 501c3? Do you have a nonprofit? And we realized that, that we could be more effective um, if we actually incorporated and started a nonprofit. So yeah. we did that, got our 501c3 status um, late 2009, well, mid-2009. And it allowed us a vehicle to be able to apply for grants and be able to help these kids on a greater level. So, like, we work with Metro PCS. Uh, at the time, it was T-Mobile. Um, well, T-Mobile, now it's T-Mobile, but we work with Metro PCS yeah. to be able to get cell phones for these guys. And the biggest thing is, okay, what roadblocks or hurdles that you're encountering that's keeping you from being successful? What is it? Okay, I don't have a license. I don't have an ID. I don't have a Social Security card. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize that some of the things that are, you know, basic to, you know, maybe you and me. Yeah. Some people have a hard time getting, hey, I don't have $25 to get an ID, or I don't have $13 to get a birth certificate, or I don't even know how. What is, what is the form that I fill out yeah. to you know, uh, get my Social Security card? To give context, uh, I have a young man who has a substance abuse issue. Um, he um, gets a check you know, for, that, um, for that issue and some other issues. And it, it dawned on me, just talking to him, he's, never, he's, he's 19 years old, has never had an ID. Not ever. Wow. Doesn't know where his social security card is, doesn't know where his birth certificate. I'm like, goodness, I'm like, great. Well, after this election, we're going to work on that because there are instances where, you know, some moms or grandmoms, depending on who has custody, yeah. take advantage of these kids that don't know any better mm-hmm. and they're getting a social security check or some other form of mm-hmm. assistance based yeah. on this kid, but not providing that help to the kid. Yeah. So for me and my partners, none of us get paid any money. Uh, we put the majority of the money, I'd say about 90%, towards working with the kids. And then anything else goes into, you know, you know, paying our state fees and stuff to be, you know, be a nonprofit. But mm-hmm. we all work jobs and we do this on the side because we realize that if you're working with people, not just young people, but people, yeah. because there are some 22-year-olds and some 28-year-olds that make some mistakes that 16-year-olds make. Yeah. You work with people and you, you kind of, you know, be like um, a free safety and help them navigate some of those challenges. 
Well, then if they have a job and they're able to eat and they're able to provide for themselves, they're less likely to steal someone's car. They're less likely to, exactly. you know, break into someone's house. Yeah. Everybody uh, also, oh, they shouldn't commit crimes or whatever. But it's easily to say something about someone when you're not sitting in their shoes, not knowing what their challenges are. You know what? Part, yeah, it's yeah. a lot harder. It's a lot harder. You know, if you have a hungry belly and, you know, so some of us are never put in those positions where it's sort of survival mode and um, right. people people don't realize, you know, what you might do. No, it's, it's not just that, uh, which you're right. I mean, I, I don't again, I don't discount uh, a person that has no other alternative and he's hungry or she's hungry, but to do something wrong, you know, or to. Uh, the problem is this. The problem, in my opinion, is that do they know any other way and they didn't take that way and they only took the bad way or the easy way? Did we provide them with another way? Did we actually teach them that there's another way? If a guy does not know, and I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you here, Mike. You're the guest, but if a guy does not you're know, if a guy, I appreciate it. Thank you. But if a guy does not know how to have an ID, how to get an ID, how the heck is this guy going to get a job? Exactly. Did we, did we fail this guy at some point in school? or something that this kid was not taught that you need one, two, three, four, five, six. I can't blame that kid. Right or wrong, Mike. I'm, I'm just, you know, again, I'm, no, I'm like, you're, you're I'm like baffled when I hear something like this. Go so ahead. You're absolutely right. Like I'll, I'll give you two, two examples. So a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. um, one of my mentees was killed by a, a customer in Walmart. He was stealing diapers. And I was so upset, you know, I was talking to one of the attorneys we work with because we have some attorneys that volunteer work. And I'm oh, like, hey, start, Google, hold on, hold on, start, start, start this again. I missed that part. He was killed stealing while stealing diapers. He was still like, if you Google like diaper thief Orlando, I'm sure it'll come up. But yeah. um, he um, he was stealing diapers out of um, a Walmart and there was a person who was there. Um, and, and thankfully, he was later charged, but there was a person that was there uh-huh. and he shot him and killed him. And so when you Googled, um, he's stealing diapers. And you have to wonder, you know, why was he stealing diapers? What did, you know what I'm saying? Like, like stuff like that. You like, it's easy to point fingers at someone not knowing what they're going through. But like, if you have a baby that's crying or your, or your stomach's touching your back, so to speak, what would you do if you had no other options? You had no other way. You know, for me, I've done day labor or whatever, but you know, I have options. I had the education. My friend, yes, you had, listen, We are still in the midst of this freaking Corona thing going on two weeks. I mean, two months ago, what would that person have done? There is no Labor Day. I mean, daily labor going on. There's nothing going on. Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, and people were getting rejected left, right and center um, with, um, you know, assistances and stuff. So uh, what's a girl, a woman's got two kids to feed, Uh, you know, uh, excuse me for saying this, but if she turned to some to do something that's that's, you know, um, uh, (laughs) uh, what is it? El repute, whatever. uh, Do you blame her? No, man, I can't see my I can't watch my children starve to death. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's it's just such a such a it was such a trying time. And it still is, by the way, um, what's going on with this Corona thing. I mean, I'm not trying to twist it back to the Corona thing, but, you know, I mean, that is like there it was such a a, a a jarring example of of what went on and how some of these kids, man, I really I mean, some of these people, I really I, I just I just feel bad. I, I just don't know what to say. Now, Mike, how do you get, how do these people get in touch with you in order to, so for, like, how do you find the youth? For, you know the, what, the, Mike, let me, I'm sorry, let me you interrupt you again. Yeah, yeah, we really have to take a break. But when we come back, please have all the information for the, for the uh, 501c3, um, uh, you know, to help, because I, I'm going to tell you something, that's something that's absolutely, absolutely necessary for people to get on board with. So let's take a break. Entrepreneurs in overdrive, unfiltered, unafraid, on Florida Man Radio. Hello, 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 and welcome back. This is Entrepreneurs in Overdrive, or the Entrepreneur Hour. Uh, Well, this uh, segment is sponsored by Feeding Children Everywhere. They're a great group. We met them um, a few weeks back when we had Rick Witted on our show. He's the CEO of Feeding Children Everywhere. Mm-hmm. So you may have heard some of the commercials. Um, there is a link, which I think it's pretty phenomenal what they do. Um, you can donate, you know, as little as $40 or more, whatever you're able to do. And it'll actually feed a family for 10 days. What family happens, of four for yeah, 10 days. The food gets delivered to their home. Yeah. So it is pretty contactless in terms of keeping everybody safe. Um, and if, pretty anonymous as well. And it, it can yeah, be. I mean, that, yeah, it it's anonymous and, yeah. and um, it's very discreet in terms of the box that would arrive to the home. And, you know, feeding children everywhere have a few options. They have the option where you can help and they also have the option if you need help. Um, so you can learn more about Feeding Children Everywhere by going to their website, which mm-hmm. is feedingchildreneverywhere.com. But if you're. Org. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah dot nope, com. Dot com. com. <laughs> the full card is dot org. Yep. But if you uh, think that, you know, you can help out, $40, not that much money, um, you know, and it really help out a family, uh, you can visit fullcart.org forward slash overdrive. So yep. that's fullcart, F-U-L-L-C-A-R-T org forward slash overdrive they have thus far fed over 50,000 families um, due to the generous donations yeah so uh, again here's 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 one thing that I um, again if you need help please 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 do not go hungry do not hesitate please contact them the second thing I want to say is that uh, you know of someone in your family in your neighborhood you want to be anonymous about it you can contact them, tell them where your $40, those 10 days for the four people, the family of four, mm-hmm. where you want it to go. Please, 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 let's all stand together. Let's enact that village concept that Rick was talking about. Um, you know, that this is, it, it really, uh, it really, all of us are in this together. 
There's yeah. just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Absolutely. So for more... Well, oh, I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead. Go ahead, Taryn. Oh, you sure? For more information. Yeah. For more information, go to fullcart.org forward slash overdrive. That's to, if you want to donate money. If you want to learn more about feeding children everywhere, you want assistance, uh, you can visit them at feedingchildreneverywhere.com. Mm-hmm. And speaking of help, uh, with us, uh, our guest, our esteemed guest, uh, Mr. Mike Scott. Uh, Mike, are you there? I am here. I like a steam guest. <laughs> I like that. Yes. <laughs> um, so, Mike, uh, before the break, we were talking about, um, you know, the, those children that unfortunately do not know any better and how your organization, uh, the HIA organization, H-A-Y-A, uh, which stands for uh, helping all youth achieve um Obviously, all youth means all youth. <laughs> I don't want people to say, ah, oh, but, but mine is this or that or, you know, whatever. All youth achieve. Doesn't matter who, what, where, when. Um, and um, uh, as we were talking before the break, uh, you said you wanted to give us a couple of examples of, of some of these uh, uh, kids. So go ahead, please. Oh, so like I said, um, I, I talked about uh, one of my young men that was, you know, killed while taking diapers uh, from Walmart. Yeah. And you have to wonder, you know, if he had other opportunities um, education-wise and just even mm-hmm. occupational in terms of a job, would yeah. he have been in a situation where he would be killed for stealing diapers? And then um, recently there was a shooting at the Florida Mall. Yeah. Um, a young man was shot in the back by uh, Orange County Sheriff's deputies yeah. while they were serving a warrant. He was not the subject of that warrant. Oh, um, he wasn't who they were looking for. And they had already got the person they were looking for. He ran. And I, I wrote a Facebook post. I shared it with folks. I, and I, I just, I hadn't done this in a while. Like I, like, I hadn't felt comfortable, like, sharing this outside of, like, you know, my friends and, and, and you know, circles. But so I felt like I needed to share it publicly where when I was 19, I had a gun in the back of my head by, you know, a police officer. Oh and I won't say, you know, the police agency or who that officer is. But, you know, that officer rose to the ranks and wound up being elected here in a county in central Florida. Oh and I still won't say his name uh, for fear of what may happen to me. And I tell I say that to say at 30 years old, 38 years old, I still get nervous around police. Yeah. You know, I still get nervous if I get pulled over or just in certain interactions. So you have to wonder. For the young people who are in situations where they get multiple encounters with police, and sometimes they're bad police, not saying all police are bad, but some are, um, how do they respond? You know, so, you know, sometimes, you know, anybody can say what they would do in a situation, but fear makes us respond in ways that sometimes we cannot predict. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, why did he run? He must be, but he was scared, you know? Um, It doesn't mean that he deserves to get (laughs) How old was that young man? How old was that young man? 22. 22. He should... uh, he should have known better. Uh, however, you can't really blame him uh, for that. Uh, had you said 16, I said, I, I don't blame a 16 year old whatsoever. Yeah, however, yeah. again, what does fear um, do to uh, what does it cause people to do? Uh, who the heck it's knows? Unknown. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fight or, fight or flight. Fight yeah, or flight, you know? exactly. Exactly. Wait, um, do you have a web? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I think you, you got to ask me earlier. Um, so we don't have a website. Yeah. Uh, websites, we were paying a lot of money to maintain it, and we don't pay ourselves any salaries at all. Everything yeah. that we have goes towards the kids. So okay. we, we have a Facebook page that's helping all youth achieve. And we get connected through these kids through the schools, through the counselors, um, through the criminal justice system, through yeah. the juvenile probation office, or even adults. Because, again, like your 20s, 
for some of us is, is still a developmental phase. A I agree. Phase of development, but you're still learning. You're still making mistakes yeah. at 21, 22, and 25. You know, uh, I probably didn't start to figure it out towards the end of part of, of, of my 20s, <laughs> the later, latter part of my I'm 20s. Still, I'm still going um, back going, gosh, why did I do this or that? <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what? To, to make it like to take a glaring, like, like an example that kind of smacks you in the head that it just popped in my head, by the way, um, that, that, uh, makes some people understand that a 22 year old is based on a, your experiences, B, where you grew up, C, how you grew up. Take Tarzan, for example, right? <laughs> I know it's a <laughs> mythical story or it could be not, nah, I don't know, but I mean, Tarzan, when they brought him out of the jungle, I think it's a phenomenal story, personally. Um, don't laugh at me. Hey, I love kids' stories. So um, how old was he? What, 30s? But how much did he know? Again, I'm trying to smack people about, in the face. It's about your environment, it's about, about the your environment, The circumstances. You cannot tell me that that 30-year-old knew as much as a 30-year-old, even though this was in the 1900s or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. As much as a 19-year-old that was uh, raised in London, for example. Right, Mike? Absolutely right. Actually, that's the best analogy anyone has ever... Wow, like, I'm going to use that in my classes. <laughs> well, my thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but again, it's exposure and environment. Like, how, how can I hold you accountable to something that you never knew? Exactly. Exactly. Back when in in a different life, when I ran uh, some uh, one of the national companies, I remember a person coming to me and saying, "You have to fire this manager. He did this." And I looked at him and I said, "Did you ever tell him it wasn't supposed? He wasn't supposed to do it?" He goes, "No." I well, you can't fire him. He's like, "What do you mean?" But that's uh, this and that and the other. No, 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 no. You never told him it was not something that if he ever did this, he, it was going to be. And it's not one of those you know, situations where he stole, you don't even have to know that, you know, write that uh, for you to be able to fire somebody. However, um, no, it was one of those situations where it was a judgment call and the guy made a judgment call, but he made it, he took it the wrong way. Uh, Guess what? You never told him you cannot hold him accountable, period, end of story. I mean, it's the same with parenting. You know what I mean? When you raising your children, they are going to do things and they don't know not to do them and you can't you know, first time around, you can't yell at them for something they didn't know that they could not do, you know, and um, it takes time. It takes experience. And mm-hmm. but, you know, Mike, it sounds, you know, you are very vested in the youth of the community and, you know, it's extremely apparent um, in, in everything that you're doing. How are you sort of transferring that experience or how would you transfer that experience into sc- the school board? So with the school board, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people don't understand how the school board works. I think there's a lot more people now that know what the school board is because of the discussions in terms of where, when we go back to school and how we go back to school. But before, people just thought the superintendent, and that was it. Yeah. But people yeah. understand that the school board makes all the policies and procedures and decisions, and then they hire a superintendent to carry those out. For me, it's just having a perspective that's not there. You know, uh, there's never been a, a black man on the school board, and I don't think there's ever been anybody under the age of 40 on the school board. What? But, you know, those are the perspectives. Yeah, never. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, the no. the, the uh, person that hosts, holds the position now, I believe they've been in the position for over 20 years, or, or at least 20 years. Is that right? Yeah, Dr. Yeah. Pat Gordon, yeah, she's mm-hmm. been there since I was in school. Um, yeah. And she, she retired from uh, OCPS as a librarian and then came back as uh, and, and ran for election uh, for the school board. So she represents this area. Uh, you know, the millennia, parts of Metro West, downtown Orlando, Paramore, okay. Pine Hills, those areas. Mm-hmm. 
But um, for me, um, I think having an everyday perspective of someone who uh, is younger. Um, and then, you know, the biggest thing that I've been harping on um, with, you know, the, the interviews and like mental health. I feel like mental health will resolve a whole lot of issues. And I know because I've had to deal with these challenges with, with the airmen that worked for me. It's like if you if you address a mental health issue with any individual, specifically kids, you have the potential to one and improve their academic performance. You have the potential potential to you know make sure that any potential issues that may arise from a fight or something even more escalated is addressed, um, and even behavior like all those things are, are are rooted in core in terms of mental health. If I'm mentally healthy and I'm thinking okay and I'm doing all right, then I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to um, disrespect my teacher. I'm going to be more focused on my academics. And I think that we've pulled away from that. The guidance counselors that I had when I was in, in, in middle school are certainly not the guidance counselors of the day. They give you a schedule and keep it moving. Yeah. So yeah. That's one of the biggest things for me is, is what are we doing for mental health? Like it needs to be a phased process that starts at elementary so that when they get, you know, in their 20s and 30s and, and even in high school, it's not a thing. Oh, I'm not crazy. There's nothing wrong with me. No, yeah. it's not about crazy. It's just teaching you how to deal with loss, teaching you how to, you know, walk away from someone even when you want to hit them, you know, teaching them how to deal with, you know, people who are rude and disrespectful to them. And to be candid, teaching them how to deal with people who are petty and nasty, you know, like yeah. Yeah. those things are going to happen in the world. And we have to prepare our young people for that. So they respond respectfully or respond in a way that doesn't escalate a situation because someone was rude, nasty or disrespectful to them and they didn't have the mental toolkit. To be able to address that challenge in the real world. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it—a mental toolkit. Because I'm a huge advocate for mental health with children. People, it's not a stigma. It's 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 just something that you know. It's just like having any type of illness or any type of problem. Yep, absolutely. Um, How are we doing on time, uh, Eric? We're good. We need a break. Okay, cool. Uh, let's take a break. And I, I want to, first of all, there's a couple of things when we come back. Um, University of Auto is going to, again, offer another uh, giveaway for um, um, an oil, oil change. change. Um, we're going to continue with Mike Scott. And um, I want to kind of jump in there for a second after Mike is done and and, and just uh, just talk about a character that we all know um, and, and how... Um, uh, what happens when you give up on someone and what happens when you don't give up on someone. Join us after the break. Entrepreneurs in overdrive, unfiltered, unafraid on Florida man radio. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to entrepreneurs in overdrive. Uh, with us today is our esteemed guest. I like saying it too, Mike. <laughs> Mike Scott. Uh, who's, I appreciate it. <laughs> you're welcome, my friend. Um, who's running for uh, school uh, board in District 5, Orange County. Absolutely. And just a reminder, this segment is sponsored by Universal Tire and Auto. Stay tuned for the end, and we're going to have an oil change giveaway. So, Mike, we started talking about your platform for the uh, school board Tell us a little bit more about what your hope is to do uh, if elected. So um, I was fortunate enough. I went to uh, West Orange High School, and there we had woodshop, we had agriculture, we even had driver's ed. Um, also, from middle school going through high school, I had what they called BST, and there were different levels at every grade, business systems technology. Yeah. I can type about 65 words a minute, and it's probably one of the most utilized skills I have. Mm-hmm. I just want us to be able to realize that not every kid's going to go to college and that they need to have some everyday skills that, you know, you're going to use at any job, regardless of whether it's something, you know, be able to fill out an application online. Just the basic stuff so that if they don't want to go to college, yeah. they have opportunities. 
So I really want to expand the amount of, of mental health, as I said before, but also, you know, technical offerings. You know, plumbing. there's some plumbers I've worked with when I worked for the Orange County government that makes 60000 to 60,000 a year, 70000 a year. There's, there, it's important to go to college, and I believe in supporting that. But equally, I, I think that we do a, a, a great job promoting college, but not a great job promoting those occupational trade jobs. And it makes people feel, some folks, like you're not good enough if you don't have a college degree. You're not smart enough if you don't have a college degree. And I don't think that that's the case. I think that we really should be able to equally promote opportunities that lead to a college degree and also opportunities that may not but still give them meaningful income uh, and, and a profession that they can be proud of. Well, you know what? Because Absolutely. at the end of the day, I mean, we have, you know, automotive technicians. We have um, if you do not have the plumbers and the, the auto repair and the AC and all of these <laughs> these these resources, guess what? We're not going to have anyone to help us fix when we have a problem, because I promise you, these are the folks that we run to when we're in an emergency. Absolutely. And guess what? We also end up paying for it. So. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. Especially I mean, summertime for AC. Exactly. Oh, my God. Yep. You inside are not the car kidding. and inside the house. So remind everybody, when is Election Day? Okay, so Election Day is going to be this Tuesday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. But right now, early voting is going on from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. at several sites across the county. If you're on the west side of town, you can go to, you know, the Hiawassee Library on Colonial Hiawassee or the... Um, the uh, Raleigh, or not the Raleigh, the um, Washington Shores Library, yeah. Washington Park Library on um, Raleigh Street, or even Supervisor of Elections. But there are a number of places that you can go and vote early and avoid the lines. You'd probably be in and out in five or ten minutes as opposed to potentially waiting in a, a long line on Election Day or raining. Um, any number of things could happen. So I'm encouraging everyone to you know go ahead and vote and get it out of the way. Um, if you have a mail-in ballot, I would strongly encourage that you guys drop it off at a early voting site because of the things that are happening with the delays in the U.S. Postal Service. Absolutely. Your, your, your ballot may not reach them in time, and they're not honoring postmarks. So even if you vote and it comes after, if it doesn't reach them in time for Election Day, then yeah. your vote oh, that's is important to know. Uh, yeah. So and there's a lot, like I said, a lot of people do vote by mail. I'm telling them to drop it. Don't, don't put it in the mail. Mm-hmm. Drop it off at the supervisor election or a voting site. Yeah. I mean, and voting is so important. And I really feel like, you know, let's say you're listening right now and your kid goes, your child goes to Seminole County. Look to see who your school board member is for your district. It is so important because these are and and, and like you said, Mike, it's like even the governor, people are realizing the power yeah. that the governor has because of COVID. Same goes for everything and especially school board. I mean, I've heard school the word school board so much lately because of the school's opening and we really have to put a lot of focus in the local elections because this is really where you're going to see, you know, all those issues and all those problems that you might have kind directly of affect directly, directly, directly affected, directly affect you. Um, so absolutely, everybody get out there, vote early voting, the voting on Tuesday. You need to be, participate and then don't blame the school district for not de- for not delivering if it defaulted down to Mr. XYZ, who really is a career politician and doesn't care, you know? So I'm not attacking anybody in, p- in particular. I'm just saying that's what ends up happening a lot of times. You know, my quick question, how do people find out what district they're in, you know, for who represents them? Um, so the best way, if you live in Orange County, and the same thing with Seminole, I think they have the same makeup. But if you go to the Orange County property appraisers website, mm-hmm. even if you live in an apartment, you put in your address, it'll tell you every single elected official for that area, all the way up to the president. It'll tell you who's your state rep, your state senator, 
your school board member, your city or county commissioner, depending on where you live, you live in unincorporated Orange County or the city of Orlando yeah. or, you know, Bell Isle, the other. Real quick, Mike. Is the best. And also supervisor elections website. Okay. Real, real quick, Mike. I, I, I've, I've wanted to ask this um, question. What do you think about the schools opening up right now? Your personal opinion. What was the question? What do you think about the schools opening up as early as, I think, next week, right? They may, yeah, may so have been pushed started, back uh, next week, yeah. I mean, to one No, uh, they're still having some conversations. Virtual started uh, on, on Monday the 9th. Uh, in person will start on a Friday, uh, the 21st, yeah. which is next Friday. Yeah. However, uh, my biggest piece is what is the rush? Like, I feel like it's rushed. <laughs> I feel like yes. uh, if, you, if, if the school board members are duly elected to the county, then they need to stand on that. I, I'd rather ask for, yeah. as they ask for, ask for permission, ask for forgiveness instead of asking for permission. Agreed. They're elected just like the governor is. And like, when you hear some of these discussions, yeah. oh, well, it'll be logis logistics and trying to do a phased return to school or, oh, we're going to lose money. But to be honest, loss of money and logistics means nothing to a, a mother. Better than mom loss of lives. Yeah. It means nothing. Yes. So, like, when they say stuff like that, I'm looking like, what? I just, you know, we need to open, but we need to do it. Like school zones slow. There's no rush. That's my biggest piece. I feel like this whole process has been rushed because of the pressure from the governor and from the uh, education commissioner. Yes. And that, that's my perspective personally and even professionally. I couldn't agree with you with anyone else more, uh, Mike. You put it right. I think you nailed it right on the head. So, again, this was Mike Scott. He is running for the Orange County School Board District 5. Mike Scott. So if you are. Get out and vote. Get vote out for and him. vote. <laughs> Mike, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Absolutely. And it's been a pleasure having I you here, you Mike. Well, thank you thank so much uh, for joining us and giving us uh, of your valuable time. I know it's early voting today. So, um, you know. Uh, oh, oh, OK. You know, I know Universal Tire and Auto is about to give out yeah an oil change an oil change well actually why one how about we do three okay let's do three oil changes so what you have to do is get your phone ready i'm going to give you a phone number how about you, we write uh, mike scott's name is the yeah code. i'm going to give you a phone number <laughs> and you're going to type in mike scott as the promo code and you'll receive a free oil change at universal tire and auto um any type of oil your vehicle takes you'll get it um and so here we go. Are you First ready? First three people. Phone number is 407-995-9665. Again, that's 407-995-9665. Promo code Mike Scott. Yes. Mike Scott. Okay. All right. Um, as as per our conversation with Mike Scott, and, um, you know, Mike obviously is running for um, – uh, school board district. However, you know, the, the talk about, uh, you know, giving up. Well, I know Mike is fighting that, which I appreciate people like him. Uh, the talk about fighting. Uh, I'm sorry. The talk about uh, giving up on kids because, well, this kid did this or this kid did that or whatever. I'm not saying obviously there's a point where you, you got to pull the plug. Uh, there's a repeat habitual whatever offender, obviously. But I'm going to I'm going to I'm just going to tell you or share a little story with you about a person that um, the school sent him back to his house. Um, his mom was a teacher. 
and sent a letter with him to his mom saying, um, <laughs> you're, that was back in the days where politically correct was not that important, uh, saying uh, Mrs. So-and-so, uh, without mentioning the name, um, your son is too stupid to learn, um, and used a few optional words there, and um, basically don't send him back to school. So this is again, again, back in the age of, of um, um, you know, uh, non-political awareness and correctness. <laughs> so they sent him back home and she did that. His mother decided, I think her, her name was Mary, if I'm not mistaken. She decided to quit her work and, get, and, and, and teach her son full time. Um, spent years with him got him where she needs to, because she saw that glimmer of hope that, that this child had something special. I will venture to say that at least 80 or 90% of the people, period, out there, if you tell them that story, they will not know that I was talking about Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison, the inventor. The, you know, people have written hundreds of books about his inventions. So don't tell me that somebody's going to tell me what my child is like or what the child that I care about is like. And you know what? Yes, 22 is a child. Um, sorry. <laughs> That's what you can say when you're 50 something. So um, thank you for joining us. I really thoroughly appreciated and, and enjoyed uh, today. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody, and see you next week.